Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from Lighthouse Hockey and the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me, as always, is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, in the words of the Bee Gees, the Islanders are jive-talking. No, I'm just kidding. They're <laughs> staying alive. Uh, they won Game 5 in, in Raleigh 3-2. They maybe didn't play a perfect game. <laughs> we'll get into uh, all of the uh, the ways that they uh, hung on for dear life. But uh, a win is a win. Matt Barzell continues to score at 4-on-4, four four, which I guess is a special skill. And they're coming back for game six uh, at UBS Arena on Friday. Uh, and it was pretty exciting. I mean, it wasn't easy to watch, but the, the fact that they're uh, coming back has given us uh, all sort of a, a bit of uh, renewed life. Yeah, the, the mantra that I've been preaching for the series is uh, we knew that the Islanders were never going to sweep this team and or, you know, beat this team in five. It's just the Islanders aren't going to really beat any five. <laughs> Uh, but they just need to get them into the the deep end of the pool, and they gotta uh drag the series out for as long as they can, and put some water in the basement early on. <laughs> Hope that it matters in six and seven, and here we are uh, in the business end of round one. And you hope that the, what the Islanders have been doing for games one through five starts to really have a, an effect on Carolina. Of course, it already has with. Uh, you know, Jack Drury out and uh, T- Toivo Teravainen's out. I think, you know, Jordan Stahl's taking a couple of l- licks. And um, I'm very confused and proud at the same time. I'm <laughs> proud of the team for getting here. I'm very confused on how they got here. Uh, just when you look at the picture, the, the season big picture, this team getting to a game six against the Metro division winning second best record yeah. NHL and I know that without Svechnikov and uh th- those numbers do flatter Carolina a bit but still they're here right. in game six against this team and, it's a minor and, miracle that they're here in game yeah. six <laughs> you just think about where we were right before the all-star break you know yeah. like that it's it's definitely pretty crazy to wrap your head around and, and that game last night was outrageous because if you looked at the score as someone if you were just a casual viewer of the series and didn't watch the game maybe just tuned in for the last minute or so you you watched the the uh the hurricanes do do everything throw everything they could at at uh the islanders in the zone as the islanders defended for their lives and you saw the final score three two islanders you would have been like ah oh, it's kind of you know how we expect this whole series to go right. it's it's basically going how we expect it anyways but the playoff uh, score you know yeah Exactly. Playoff score, these two low event teams, hmm. uh, boring, whatever. Um, but if you watch that game, it was, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And when I got, when the Islanders got that final whistle, I was, of course, extremely happy. But it was all, all these emotions kind of bubbled up to the surface at the same time. Hmm. Relief, excitement, happiness. Uh, more relief and a little bit of anger at the team because I thought that they 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 did some things that they probably just should not have done and would maybe would have made it a little bit of an easier walk uh, to the to the finish line last night than it was. Uh, and I you know it was, I just kind of vented to you know whether it's you and text messages on the phone to a couple people just trying to like wrap my head around what looked like such a mundane game from the surface, but if you dug in, right boy was that a ride yeah um there was definitely uh a you know i was thinking today there are clinching scenarios like just before the start of the playoffs but this was a clenching scenario as in like (laughs) everybody's butt was totally clenched watching this because for the last three minutes or so of the game they hung on for dear life and that was even 
short because like they had a uh, they had to kill a penalty with about five minutes to go that was even more you know so it was this kind of five minute extended sequence of oh my god please don't give up a goal please don't go and then i thought then you start gaming out the scenarios we've all done this like all right well if they if the hurricanes tie the game then you know hopefully they can hang on go to overtime maybe something happens but you know that that's that's not what you want right you just want them to just hold on and win the game and and to the islanders credit or at least Ilya Sorokin's credit uh they managed to hold on for the 3-2 win but let let's go back to the sort of beginning of the game first period it seemed kind of even to the eye test but shots were 11-5 carolina but pierre engval just cruising through the slot. Brock Nelson, I think, pounced on a loose puck, and boom, Engvall scores. And uh, they had a, a power play goal called back. The Hurricanes did. Stefan Nason scores, but it turns out Brent Burns was offsides. And yes, that's a lucky play, but you know what? Good on the Islanders' uh, video coach or assistant coach or whoever it was that noticed that, hey, Burns is offsides there because, boy, was he offsides by a good <laughs> foot and a half, probably. And so that was, you know, good. Yeah, okay, fine. It's lucky that he was offsides, but good to notice that because maybe you know in another game in the regular season maybe you wouldn't have noticed that but uh the period ends one nothing despite getting basically outplayed and i'm sure you've all heard this before but it, it bears talking about again that was the first lead after the first period that the islanders had in 25 straight playoff games like that's insane and by the way steve levy that does not extend to the period of time when the islanders kept missing the playoffs They've played a lot of playoff games in the last couple of years, and this was 25 of them did not end after the first period with uh, the Islanders in the lead. And so this seemed like a portent of things to come, good or bad, right? Like, I'm, I'm not the only one that thought that, right? Like, oh, shit, this means this could either mean that they're going to win or, of course, they're going to break this thing and then lose the game, right? Did that did that carry your mind, too? Yeah, it <laughs> it did. And, and that first period, like, I kind of was just expecting after Engvall scored, I was like, wow, they they got on the board, but this this period has one one or mm. you know, two late goals by Carolina written all over it. Right. But Ilya Sorokin, uh, who got to start over Simeon Varlamov. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, all right, uh, yeah, got, <laughs> yeah. The Islanders pulled a fast one on everybody and went with uh, right. the their their franchise goaltender. Uh, right. for for the elimination game instead of uh, the guy who hasn't played a, a game in about a month now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was so good in that first period. Yes. Uh, and the the rest of the team wasn't except for the uh, the Pierre, uh, Palmieri, and Nelson line. Yeah. And it, that, that period, it's this is kind of like th- there's so many different emotions to kind of unpack from this game, and I'm gonna try to do my best to to touch on all of them and 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 not get bogged down in the bad ones uh, or the scary ones, and and really try to focus on the the good ones, which is after a win is what you should do. We're going back to UBS Arena on Friday, and I'm stoked for that. I think it's gonna be a, an absolute. It, it's just gonna be bedlam in there, and um, but this this first period i think there were some ominous signs starting to show uh and they islanders it became pretty clear the islanders were going to have to win in spite of some wonky performances from uh players some weird time of you know playing time and usage decisions from the coaching staff and a terrible power play uh which the islanders got a quick one in the first and i mean it was just who's I can't remember who who was the the shorthanded breakaway for the oh it, for the hurricane it was uh, stall stall right yeah, yeah. okay right. yeah so um like I said there were some some foreshadowing of of how the Islanders were going to have to win that game with the first and the Nelson and Engvall Palmieri line was going I thought that the the Islanders had found something by by f- flipping Horvat down to the line a line with Fashing and uh, yeah whoever he ended up playing with but um and and just kind of getting him and Anders Lee away from each other for a while and but there was also some extremely suspect play from uh Noah Dobson and the fourth line yeah and and the hope was that 
those guys would kind of sort themselves out mm. and not tank the game. And as you went into the intermission, you're like, you know, they're stealing a game. Of course, it happens all the time. The Islanders definitely stole that period. Right. It was apropos that that's how they went into uh, how they broke the streak with the offsides ruling. They get right. you know some good breaks, some great goaltending, and uh, they come out into the second period. And you were just kind of hoping, okay, they they know they just weathered a storm. They're at one nothing. <laughs> I mean, they've uh, done this enough times, right? They should, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought the second was okay. Like they they weren't bad. Um, but it can, those, those kind of ominous signs continued and made this, you know, it was far from a, uh, you know, a relaxing rocking chair game. This was a, you, the intermissions, you wish that they would last, they would have lasted four or five weeks because getting back on the ice was not something I don't think anybody wanted to see happen, uh, in this game. And, and they did, and they get another break. Yeah, it was uh, a rare game in which the Islanders got a bunch of breaks, uh, starting with that power play goal that got called back. Yeah, um, Stahl had breakaway, didn't score. But, I mean, a lot of those breaks were courtesy of Sorokin, who was back to his vintage self. We talked in the first four games um, of him looking sort of human. He, He wasn't bad, not by any means. He just wasn't what we'd come to expect. And for better or worse, the Islanders uh, aren't the same team when Sorokin isn't at his absolute peak, which he had been for most of the, basically all the regular season. So this was him. He made a six stick save on somebody. He had a couple of really, nothing nothing like 10 bell saves, but well, except for that one, but uh, he was great. And he, I think, helped cause them to get a couple of those extra breaks. Uh, The biggest break, however, uh, came off of the face of Sebastian Ajo, the Hurricane Sebastian Ajo, when uh, in the second period, Engvall took a shot from the slot at, towards the net, rode up, bounced off of Ajo's face. As he goes down to the ice, the puck also falls to the ice, and before it even hits the ice, Brock Nelson bats it out of the air, scores, gives the Islanders a 2 nothing lead, which is feels even more rare than them having a first-period lead. Uh, and this was when, again, you start to think to yourself, okay, they're starting to get the breaks. Uh, this is starting to, you know, going to work out their way. But then there's Noah Dobson again. Turnover leads to a Paul Stastny goal. Um, and then it was four on four for a little while. They had a penalty they had to kill. The Hurricanes took a penalty. Bo Horvat steals. Goes down on two on one with Matt Barzell. And Barzell makes no mistake. This is kind of the goal that we had all been looking for from this duo. I don't know if it's going to stay that way. Like you said, Horvat got kind of moved around. But this is kind of what you'd like to see from these two guys. They can yeah. do it. Uh, the um, Skates of the Safe guys were making the case that, you know, Horvat and, and Barzell have kind of similar speed profiles, but Anders Lee, not so much. And so uh, there might be some line juggling necessary there. But getting back to the, the Stastny goal and the, and the Dobson turnover, because you mentioned him before, Dobson's had a really rough series. And he's had, a, frankly, a really rough season since about January. This is a guy who was on pace for like a 20 goal, probably 60, 65 point season at one point in the first half of the season. And he has just gone MIA. That person has gone completely MIA since about January. I don't know who the guy is playing in the Dobson jersey now, but he ain't the same guy. And before we get too far into this, I want to say like Noah Dobson is what? He's 23, right? He's I don't think he's even 24 years old. Like he's very young. He has his whole career in front of him. I have no doubt that he's going to be a a very good NHL player. And so when I see, you know, stuff on Twitter, uh, not about the Varlamov stuff, we can talk about that again in a second, but like, you know, <laughs> oh, get Dobson off this team, trade this bum, get rid of him. That would be a huge mistake. And I, maybe part of me saying that is because I remember very vividly January of 1998 or whatever it was when uh, Brian Berard was a promising defenseman too. And he got turned into Felix Potvan. So I don't want that to happen again to Noah Dobson. Uh, but that being said, in in the now, in the present, this guy is really struggling. And I get back to something that you've been saying for, for weeks leading up to their their playoff clinching. At some point, he's just playing for the other team. Like, he's just literally giving the puck away. And in this case, it was to Paul Stastny, <laughs> just losing a, a battle behind the net. Paul Stastny's got the puck and he scores. Yeah. Like, this dude has to stop giving the puck away to Hurricanes. He has to stop, like, making the power play is, I mean, it's not just him on the power play that's making it embarrassing, but he is definitely not helping. 
he he's really really and again if the islanders lose this series it's not only because of noah dobson let's be honest but man it's it's tough sometimes and yeah. like you feel for the kid because he's young but like man something is up i don't know if he's if we find out that he's hurt then yeah okay at least that'll make sense but boy it's tough it, watching him out there to me it's it there's there's two things i've said this before he i don't feel like he understands the concept of a partnership anymore <laughs> like the Adam the the goal the hurricane scored in the third period. Adam Pellick made a bad play. He lost the puck right. battle along the boards. Yeah. But the whole point of your partnership is you're supposed to bail the other guy out, and just like he's gonna bail you out. And now, you know, he, Dobson for some reason it, it feels like when things go awry, he's just like, oh well, you know, yeah. what are you gonna do? We just right. lost that. You know, turned the puck over. So right. I was standing they, in front of the net the whole time. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah. Well, dude, maybe that you know. Wasn't what you were supposed to do in that point. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the other thing, so that is one thing. And the other thing I think a lot about with him is he's playing like somebody who has his cell phone in his pocket and like <laughs> is is waiting for a text message. And he's his like mind is completely <laughs> yeah. elsewhere. Uh, and he's like waiting for someone to say, yeah, I'm on my way to pick you up, like get ready or, or something like a, a text message. He's been waiting for all day, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's been struggling and, and, that's why the other day, he wasn't the only one in this game. Also, no, was, absolutely I not. The fourth boring. line, as you said, too, was also yeah, and, struggling a lot. And, and this is kind of I'm I don't want to get negative about a win, so I'm <laughs> I'm trying to couch this as uh, about the experience of watching this game rather than being like, right. God, you know, these guys suck. Like they're not going to win on Friday. It's not that. It's it's the the ride that these guys put us on to get to the win, which is why it was so cathartic at the end. So like yeah. we're, we're watching Dobson play one of the worst games you can imagine from a t- guy of his talent uh and and the fourth line they were playing they were like triple shifted it felt like yeah um yeah it felt like matt martin was on the ice for the entire game entire game <laughs> when, when f- and uh and he was really bad like they were on yeah. uh, ice i think for both Car- carolina gills goals against two i think it was dobson pellick and the fourth line was was the uh, i can't remember if pellick was on for the for the first one but uh I know it stops in the fourth liners, but um, yeah, the crazy thing about that first goal that Hurricane scored was Dobson. It wasn't like, you know, you lose a puck battle to Brad Marchand, Matthew Kachuk. Right. You can be forgiven. Yeah. It's fucking Paul Stastny. Like, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Paul Stastny from 2016. This is right. 2023. He's <laughs> like, like old enough to be Noah Dobson's father. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta win that one. And, yeah. and, uh, my frustration continued to grow because uh, as, as we kind of got deeper into the game, I was expecting Dobson to, to his minutes to be limited. And uh, I guess we could talk about the third now because yeah. um, that late power play the Islanders got when both the Ajos were in the penalty box and then our Ajo came out early. I said to myself, I am not responsible for what I do to any of the belongings in my house. If Lambert sends over Dobson as the only defenseman in a 3-2 game, an elimination game, which we've already given up a shorthanded goal and a shorthanded breakaway. And we know that this is the 31st ranked power play in the league and looks even, it looks like it should be not, not, it should be like 56 in terms, if you took the NHL and AHL power plays. Right. And combine them all, the Islanders would be like bottom third in the AHL. Um, there's just no way, because especially with the game that Dawson was playing, and what happened is he did that. He puts out a one one defenseman with four forwards with four and a half minutes left yeah. in uh, an elimination game, which they are protecting the lead. Hmm. Brother, I don't know. Yeah. The Islanders are have a terrible power play. <laughs> it's not like. It's it's not like ha- taking Dobson off of it and putting Pelic and Pulak out there is gonna have a negative effect because we we're already at rock bottom. You can't really dig any deeper than where we're at. Might as well just do it every time because right. it beats the hell out of giving up shorthanded breakaways yeah. every time you're out. Um, and so the the Islanders are despite winning, they're taking us on this ride, and they they've they've got their they've got their gun in their hand and they're aiming at their foot. But every time they shoot, they just barely miss their foot this whole game. I'm like, I'm sitting there like they are going to shoot themselves in the foot and going to put us into overtime. They're going to make us sit through an intermission after all of this. 
and and just wretch and kvetch and just sit there and wait for Carolina to break our hearts four three in this game. And I'm gonna have to go to sleep after that. I'm gonna have to try to go <laughs> oh, to you're sleep. Try to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you're you're putting all of this on us because you're you're doing everything you can. There is such an easy script out of this game, and you guys are just not following it because you keep mm-hmm. sending Matt like like Matt, Matt Martin's whole career has been is littered with games where he's played seven minutes. Right. And those are he's the type of guy that wouldn't you think he's just gonna like like give roll his eyes at Lane Lambert for saying, Hey bud, you know, you're probably gonna be stapled to the bench here in the third as we try to see this one out because yeah, it's game eighty seven or whatever we're at. Uh and if we lose, we don't play again tomorrow. Uh this isn't we're not playing mm. The San Jose Sharks here in October. We're <laughs> we're we're in an elimination game. It's okay to act like it's an elimination game. Yeah. Um, so so they're taking us on this incredibly wild ride of their own making, and it, it, it was it was like a Tasmanian devil kind of thing where like he's just like spinning up all this dust, and you're just hoping at the end of it right. you see the Islanders hugging Ilya Sorokin. Uh, and and they and they did thank God uh, because he was he was heroic. Scott Mayfield was heroic. There yeah. that was you know that's the other thing right that we're, we're we're focusing on some guys that weren't heroic. But Nelson Ang- Angval was unbelievable yeah. last night. I, I was going to say while all that is happening and these guys that have been ineffective all game keep taking the ice. You've got the Angval Nelson Palmieri line that was really really good. Where uh, are they? Yeah, they, they felt like they barely played. Um, Fashing was really good. Yeah, like, Fashing like, was really good too. I, at some point, Pajot they had, was good. Like I'm like, what? Yeah. Where are the where are the good players? I'm trying to remember. That. At some point, I think they had Lee with Pajot, and it started working. Like I thought, I thought Lee was was looking pretty good. Again, Horvat and Barzell had already hooked up for a goal, yeah, and, and Lee, you know, Lee, Lee Lee played his best game of the series. Yeah. And right. I mean, he didn't do much, but it was as easily his best game yeah, of the no, series. He was good, like, yeah. We we have other players that can 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 get out there and and yeah. and most of those guys have it turned the puck over to, to lead to, to goals for the other team that, yeah. that is trying to eli- they're actively <laughs> trying to eliminate us and end our season right now but it felt like those guys, guys yeah they it felt like they were never on the ice and uh yeah i'm, I'm the I, time I, of ice bears that out like wow if, if you look at it you, 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 matt martin was playing more than played more than fashing and barzell and it was that this like i said really trying hard not to not to make it negative but just (laughs) instead try to encapsulate that what we were put through yeah and the fact that it made no sense that we were put through it because (laughs) there was a script here and the islanders were a team under barry trotz and lane lambert where the script was so obvious that they they, you know six minutes left you're up one Mm. you knew exactly what you'd who you'd see when you'd see them how often you would see them and who you wouldn't see like Boy, you could you could have if if Barry if this was a couple of years ago, Noah Dobson could have gotten to the, an early shower. Easily right. could have gotten an early shower. Yeah. Playing Martin Sezikis and Clutterbuck all that much goes back to Jack Capuano, who always had those guys out. But those guys were ten years younger back then. Yeah. You know, like and I uh, and I don't <laughs> even like I'm not even mad. Like Sezikis, I think was really good last yeah. night. Like uh, of that group, and and Clutterbuck was fine. He took that dumb penalty, but right. um. Like it, 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 together, the three of them were just getting, they were getting dummied. Yeah. And I don't know who needed to, 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 to wire down to the bench. Like, Hey, the, Carolina isn't going to just keep throwing their fourth line out here. They need a goal. <laughs> so it's, you're going to see a lot of times if you keep sending out Matt Martin, he's going to be going up against Sebastian Ajo and, right. and Marty Natchez and, and, and those guys pretty soon. So you might want to just not uh, do that. And, they just they took us for this ride and it became so appropriate for the season that on the surface like i keep saying it looks so mundane but if you just fold you know fold over the page and you look underneath you're like holy crap yeah that game was absolutely nuts i don't i still don't understand how they won that game i still can't figure it out I thought I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. I, I had I had a really bad feeling all day that the Islanders were just going to get absolutely stomped. Yeah. Uh, last night, and I was like, you know what? The, the Hurricanes are going to come out. They're going to swarm us, get the early lead, and the Islanders are just not going to be able to fight back. And it's going to be sad end to the season. That's how I felt going in. Mm-hmm. And outside of the score, I felt like I was kind of on the right track here. And and never in my life did I picture <laughs> the way that that game was. Get- I could not envision 
the from the the second intermission or first intermission on on that how that game was going on. Yeah. If you had handed me the time time on ace after and you said gets the score in this game, I would have been like, <laughs> either the Islanders won eight one or they lost eight one because I'm looking at who's playing and you'd imagine that it was just a lot of garbage time. It would have been funny to have one of those like little tests you used to get in in elementary school where you'd have like a list of things on one side and a list of things on another and you had to yeah, match the ice time. Right. So if you had like, yeah, all the players and you had all the ice times, and you had to match the lines. It would be a disaster. Nobody would get it right. Like you'd be like, wait, what? You'd look at the answer key and just be, I can't believe this is, this can't be right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to get to your point though, like look, we never talked about the third period. So this is where the ride really gets, this is the, the end of the roller coaster where it's at its most intense and it's going up and up upside down and through loops and stuff. So for the first 10 minutes, the Islanders were great. They were they played fine. Like they they had everything under control. Carolina barely got into their own zone when they did. Not a whole not a whole lot happened. Then, as you said before, Seth Jarvis shakes loose loose of Adam Pellick, feeds Aho, they score, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh great, here we go. It's only three two with you know there was like ten minutes to go. In fact, Brendan's call was like it's now three two with half a period to go. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks a lot. That's great. We, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. Um, they called the Islanders get flagged for penalty. I, I think that was the Clutterbuck penalty, I guess. Um, and half of that penalty was killed by one man. And it was Scott Mayfield in the corner. And this is like, if this is Scott Mayfield's kind of swan song as an Islander, this needs to be his uh, Islander. Like when he returns as a, as a, uh, another player, let's say he, he does leave the Islanders this summer and he returns and they give him the tribute video. Just play this, just this, 45 seconds of him holding a puck in the corner on a late power play uh, to prevent the Hurricanes from scoring. This and the 175-foot uh, empty net goal uh, he had earlier in the, in the series would have been his uh, his two uh, masterpieces. But he killed it. They killed it. And they got out of there. But then they had to hang on for another three minutes. And they did. I, you know, I'm not going to say too many of the shots were that dangerous, but there were a bunch of shots. Again, Sorokin was great. The Islanders were completely gassed. They could not clear the puck whatsoever. I think they cleared it maybe twice in that span. Yeah. And they hung on to win. And and I'm with you. Like, I, I, it was over. The horn sounded. I just sat back. I was sitting on my couch watching on a computer as always. I sat back and I just, I was dumbfounded. I don't understand how they got out of there, but it was really more relief than anything else. Like, I didn't even think about game six, game seven, whatever. Like, I was just like, I can't believe they got out of there and now I can relax. Now I can go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they seriously took us for such a wild ride. It was insane. It was insane. Um, I mean, the whole game was a ride, but the third period was sort of like yes. a ride within the ride, basically. <laughs> and, and, and when Carolina scored that goal with 10 minutes left, mm. it, I was like, shit, the Islanders are going to need to get another goal here or else we're going to overtime right. at worst. And they had looked like they had no interest in doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And uh, and then the Aho penalty, right. uh, which I think also came because of a, a rough shift for the fourth line that mm. ended up in a broken play and then a, yeah. a breakout pass to Derek Stepan. Like that, that yeah. fourth, their fourth line was killing us last night. Yeah, uh, uh, we should point out that the Islanders also had a power play in the third and showed basically no interest in scoring whatsoever. Like that was, they just didn't even bother. They just kind of skated around with the puck for two minutes. It's like, guys, that's not kind of how this is supposed to work, but. Like you said, they were just, they just were totally comfortable in keeping it the way it was. <laughs> yes, and it worked. But it's is again, this is not think how of, we're supposed to think about watch the children, this. please. Like, yeah, we're, we're is, sitting here watching this and getting, uh, um, yeah. I I'm the I would say that for I I ended up on the floor basically in those last thirty seconds, just <laughs> you know, you know laying prone you know that, that like that almost like that natalie and Brulia song song <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm just when it ended i just put my head down forehead to the ground exhaled and just sat there and was thinking i still am a little scared that the hurricanes are going to score even though the, <laughs> the final horn the final right. horn ended um yeah and then the, the like the relief that just overcame me was just it felt so good mm-hmm. and i was just so happy that this team was going to get to play again because Let's face it, for for the way that, you know, all those hundreds of little moments in that game where you felt like they were tasing you and you're like, stop, yeah. <laughs> stop put that thing away. Like, right. Uh, and, uh, 
you know, we're we're addicted to this team and and this this team especially is just they touch mm-hmm. every part of your soul that you what are we going what are we going to do without them and now we have you know an, an off day today an off day tomorrow and then the the lead up to game 6 at UBS Arena it, and it feels good that they they're going to play in front of that crowd again and mm-hmm. it's a friday night and they they have a chance to to really put some serious pressure on them uh, they have mm. Sorokin look dialed in, uh, which is good because, yeah, uh, it, you know, um, you know, you did. It was a surprise start, so when you get a when you get a goalie coming coming in cold like that off the bench, uh, like Sorokin did, apparently it it, it was uh, <laughs> it felt good to see um, him him really roll. And I I I had I was talking to Maddie the usher. I was talking to my buddy Mike after the game, and like my buddy chris and eric and like everyone had the same kind of thing we were it you we were just trying to sort out what just happened (laughs) because so much of it just did not seem like it added up to an islanders win in an elimination game and then you kind of realize this is just what this team does yeah like this is what not just this season but when the islanders have been in playoffs in the past like you're they're they're if they have a successful series they always do this at least one game right uh, whether it was that game five against pittsburgh mm. oh my Tristan god Jari that was up. probably worse than this yes it was double overtime obviously but yeah no i you know and I they, were, about they it. were played by by a lot more oh my god like, yeah uh, and then there was the game two against boston and five even you could say where well, they just one game one against Boston, they just got run over. Yeah, was, and I game, was like, they're not going to play this team. Game two was the Sasikas overtime winner when the Jeremy yes. Lazan just like right hit it off as someone else's skates or something, yeah. and it was a break to Sasikas. Yeah, um, and then game five was the New York Saints game, but uh, like they always have one of these. Yeah, That's and true. every every time it happens. Mm you don't realize it's coming until the very end because it's impossible right. to because the Islanders didn't ne- they never looked likely to win that game yesterday. right yeah exactly uh it it was it yeah there there really does seem to be like something uh ethereal or you know other otherworldly at work with this team and you don't know if it's just the gods playing a joke on us and, and dragging us to, <laughs> through another week where with this team or yeah. what's going to happen but the fact that they won that game and they gave you a couple more days where you th- there's endless possibilities for the season they could still win yeah the stanley cup like this team is still one of <laughs> one of uh the, the only you know 16 teams left as we yeah. record right now that yeah, i was gonna chance. say two teams might get eliminated oh no one team might get eliminated tonight so yeah you never know. And, and uh yeah and they spared us the kind of well the new york islanders were the first team to get eliminated nobody's surprised by that <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, you know horvat struggled lee struggled barzell was hurt whatever kind of like gloss over uh, right. and now like they they're hanging around and they put some some water in the basement and, and they they're gonna bring out uh an insane crowd on friday night zach parisi gets to skate another game <laughs> in the series which is great and yeah. there's just so much to be happy about after that game but the way that we got to that happiness yeah. was almost criminal yeah. uh, with the, what they did to us. And, uh, <laughs> man, thank, thank God Dobson took that penalty on the power play <laughs> to, to send them to four on four. Right, uh, right. Without that, yeah, maybe we don't yeah. get that Barzell goal. Um, yeah, no, it's true. Um, there are, you know, so a couple more stats uh, before we wrap up this first half. Uh, Sorokin, again, was great. 34 saves. Auntie Ranta, just 19. I don't know how. Again, the Islanders had, well, I guess, 23, 22 shots. Like, that's that's not a lot, but he didn't. He missed enough that the Islanders were able to win. But Sorokin uh, really was a vintage Sorokin for this season, so he was great. Uh, that was Carolina's first home. Actually, no. That was Ranta's first home loss since November, which is really something astounding. And, and the Hurricanes, again, don't lose at home, particularly in the playoffs. So. This was a significant win, uh, you know. However, they they got there. Uh, this is a big deal, <laughs> and so there, like you said, there's a lot to be happy about. Believe it or not, the high danger chances for were even. I believe it was nine apiece. Uh, but every other 
the number was in Carolina's favor because how could it not be? And uh, yeah, they walked out with a, an impressive score win. Uh, impressive in the score, impressive in the circumstance, staying alive. Yeah. The not moxie. So impressive in, there was a yeah. there was a lot of moxie. Yes, yes, in those moxie. bones, grit, if you will. Yeah, uh, stick to itiveness. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, yeah. they could have, if they wanted to, the Islanders could have just been like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> well, hopefully they won't do that on Friday. We'll talk about that on the other side. Uh, game six at UBS Arena Friday night, uh, which does, I'm not even sure if it has time. We'll find out. Uh, but we'll talk about that on the other side. If you want to hear this episode ad free and all of our show episodes ad free, sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety to hear ad free episodes of the show and also bonus content. Uh, my Islanders uh, book club is coming out this week. Mike's going to have a newsletter on Friday. And uh, you can get this all at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. It's definitely worth it. We make we make it worth it, I promise you. So sign up for that there. And uh, we will be back on the other side to uh, talk about Game 6 and uh, a couple other things. All right, meet us over there. And now a word from our favorite sponsors. First is always VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch. And our portion of those sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, use the code 4CUPS, that is F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety puck. It's a great deal. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinoproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Game six, Friday night at UBS Arena. Does not have a start time yet. Hopefully by the time you hear this, it does. I'm assuming it's 7.30, but could be 7 o'clock. Who knows? Uh, Needless to say, this is just another huge game for the Islanders. And I think it's pretty simple. If they play the way they did in game three, they can win the game, send it back to Carolina for a game seven, where now we know and they know that they can win a game down there. If they play anything other than that, you are tempting fate. Yes, they won game five, despite a questionable performance. I don't think they want to do that again. Hopefully the extra day off will make a difference for them. And uh, they can pull out the win. Are are you going to this one? Are you going to be in the building? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, Hopefully have uh, Mm. my pizza and be by the bench (laughs) over there. Uh, a couple hours beforehand, but uh, everybody I know is going to be there except me. <laughs> I know a whole bunch of people are going to be there, so it's uh, yeah. I mean, and this is you know we talked about before Game Five uh, that the Islanders, th- the fan base, kind of deserves another game at at least another game at UBS. I think this fan base obviously deserves a lot a lot <laughs> more than that, but uh, because of the ride and the ups and downs and swings and misses that this, this team has put them through the, not just this season, but also last season in, in UBS arena's first uh, ever season. And um, I'm happy that they're going to get it. And like you said, it could be a seven or seven thirty. I think if the, the Bruins, they're, they're probably just waiting for the Bruins Panthers game to go official. Cause they would play games, their game six on uh, the same night if they do. And if not, that series is done and uh so if that series is done and the islanders start you know seven o'clock game and they're the only early game because the other ones are dallas and minnesota and seattle and colorado it's going to be all eyes on on ubs and i hate that (laughs) yeah but you know what for this it's fine because Mm -hmm. i think uh the the way the crowd was for especially that friday game and the first you know, six minutes until Wes McCauley got involved uh, <laughs> yeah. for Sunday. Like it, it, it'll look great on TV and it'll sound great. And, mm. you know, Islander fans will, will get some, some credit and, and yeah. it should hopefully be a, a driving force in the game. Uh, and, and I'm just so thrilled that, that they're coming back for another one. Cause you know, these Islander home playoff games, just, they really, they do rock. And, uh, the, we say it all the time. Like we don't ever take for granted when the Islanders get to the spot and you look back on, on this season and you can 
you pick your point where you gave up. We've written this team off <laughs> dozens and dozens of times on the show, usually once per episode. And, <laughs> uh, and we, and I, I we, we did our best not to on Sunday, but after a performance like that and putting yourself in the hole that they did, it's really hard not to. You kind of were lying to yourself if, if you were like, no, they'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but the, the, if they can, you know, if they can play that game three, even, the, you know, the game two and three yeah, kind of effort and the the discipline they play with in those games, the Islanders have every chance in the world to to make this a, a a seven game series and get back to Raleigh and it's at, at the same time that you doubt you, you I have so many doubts about this team I still don't I <laughs> never still trust don't them we said I don't it. trust them yeah don't I still don't fully understand how they're here right. in the spot despite what we've seen out of them from time to time this season you don't trust them at all but at the, but also there is just something to these guys that they've earned this reputation, this cockroach kind of reputation. Hmm. Uh, and that's what other people think about them. And maybe there's some you know, credence to that. And this, this team just is really, really hard to kill. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm get I'm right now. I'm in that kind of Zen moment of yeah. playoff series, the post win, 24 or 48 hours where you get to just relax and not worry about it. I'm trying to soak up every minute of mm. uh, tomorrow, Thursday, which actually happens to be my birthday and yeah. just, uh, just kind of relax and not think about the game. And then, you know, Friday, as we get closer, you come to grips with the finality of, of it's winner go home. And it's also a game six that can, can really put some pressure on put the current, the hurricanes in a really precarious spot. And, uh, but I'll deal with all those emotions in a couple of days. I'm trying my best to to really not take for granted that the Islanders don't play until Friday night, like yeah. 48 hours from now. I was very kind of zen going into game five, too. Like, I didn't want to get too high. It felt weird. It You're not the weird. only person to say that. A couple of yeah. people had reached out and been like, you know, I, I feel so strange because I feel yeah. almost no matter what happens, I'm just accepting of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because I didn't want to be like, Oh man, they got to win. They got to win because you never know what you're going to get from these guys. But at the same time, I didn't want obviously didn't want them to see them lose. Like you know, yeah. So I, I just went in being like, I'm going to accept what whatever happens and just sort of watch it happens. And again, we've seen the formula it takes to beat these these guys. And I had completely forgotten. You're right. Game two, the Islanders were actually really good. They they actually outplayed the the Hurricanes for the majority of that game, and then got kind of hosed in there in overtime. So this has you know I don't want to say that you know. I know people outside of us are very confident. This is it. This is our time. Hey, that's great. If that's the way you feel, that's awesome. If you think that, you know, this is going to be the letdown game because they walked out of Raleigh with a win on on uh, Tuesday. Well, yeah, I can't, I can't sway you the other way, but for me, I just, I just want to see him play another game. Uh, even though they drive me absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And I just, I can't. I guess, uh, I guess all our, our better judgment and right. the advice from doctors and family members <laughs> and everything. We just want to see this team yeah. play another game and, yeah. and, and another one. And man, it's these, these, this series and playoff series in general, they just, they wrap you up. They right. just completely destroy your connection to reality. That's uh, what um I, they do, but I think that's what kind of made the Islanders runs in 1920, 21 kind of an, enjoyable i mean not that there weren't obviously fraught moments we, we went through a lot of them but i mean when you think about what they did to the penguins in 2019 like they were just a buzzsaw like, front, right from the get-go yeah the first game went to overtime but like they just never let the penguins up to breathe and it was a joy it was we talked to you know, after that series was over like oh my god this is the best time we've ever had like they're they're in the second round of the playoffs and all they gotta do is sit and wait we don't have to do anything we don't have to worry about anything this is fantastic uh, that was glorious. And then when they got to the bubble, obviously when the uh, season was paused, they were in terrible way. They were just, they couldn't win. Everything was falling apart around them. The season takes, you know, three, four months off. We start, they restart again in the bubble. And that team with now with a healthy Adam Pellick was just, again, another buzzsaw. And they just chewed through the Panthers and the Caps and the Flyers. Although again, that went, that game, that series went to seven games. 
uh, until they just lost to a, a better team. They weren't quite healthy, but man, they fought until the end. And then the 21 playoffs, uh, the Penguins again came, came from down to beat them. Bruins came from down to beat them. And so you started to see, you know, a little bit more kind of living on the edge in, in that, that year. And obviously, you know, going to game seven with Tampa uh, was very much on the edge, but those first couple, there were moments in that, that season, that postseason, and particularly the first two where they didn't, they didn't have moments like this. Like you could, you trusted them. Like we could back then trust those guys to do that. We didn't know we could, but now looking back, <laughs> we, we should have. And uh, that's just what I want to see. I just want to see a confident, um, structured, hungry team come out, do the thing that they know how to do, take it to these guys and just go to game seven. And then I'll be back to my Zen, I guess, stance again. But, uh, you know, we, we've seen them do it. Like we were talking about this last time. Like it's right there. Yeah. The series is right there for them. Uh, all they got to do is take it. But for so much of this series, they have refused. <laughs> they, have, they have absolutely refused to take it while handing the puck back to the Hurricanes and not scoring on the power play and having a terrible penalty kill. We haven't even talked about that at all. So the series is still there. Somehow, again, that's the theme of this episode. Somehow, the series is still there. Yeah. Still alive. Right. Somehow. <laughs> Despite the fact that they didn't score goals in January, we were without Adam Pellick and Kyle Palmieri. I mean, all of a sudden, they can't kill a penalty. What the now, hell? Yeah, now, now it's just they can't kill a penalty. The <laughs> that power was the play. one thing you were good at. <laughs> yeah. Said <laughs> you're not. Yes. <laughs> no. uh, um, yeah, and yeah, somehow hmm. this this team is somehow still still alive. And yeah. Oh, uh, man, I and I just really hope that they sort themselves out because I God, that that shot of Parisi and Pajot on the bench after the Barzell goal. And I just want to see more of that and want to see more of Hudson fashing and uh, don't want to see more of the power play, but (laughs) basically I want to see more of everything, you know, one more game of everything except for that power play. Uh, Yeah. And with this team, like you're going to wake up Friday and you'll have your feeling about the game and you'll go into the game will start. You'll be watching on TV or go to the game and you'll, you'll have you'll either feel confident or nervous or nothing at all. And, but the truth is like, we, we just, it, it's impossible with this team to know. Right. It is so impossible to know what they're going to do. Like we got Alex Romanov out there with one wing. <laughs> right. Smashing into people. And we have to play him because the Islanders had a rookie defenseman, Samuel Boldick play the first two games. And he, he played for the other team. Yeah. And like, this is the ride they're taking us on. They had a, a a rookie defenseman. They put him in a terrible spot and kept putting him in a terrible spot and paid for it dearly. Mm. And and yet they're still here. Like they they survived that to to game six. And like they they were down two nothing in the series too. It feels so long ago, but they were down two nothing and they were counted out. They were down three one, and they were counted out. And now they're down three two, and people are kind of giving them the all right like. Mm. There's something happening. There might be something happening here, but it's of course couched in the uh, most general <laughs> platitudes of of, right. of sports coverage you can imagine with yeah. uh, how this team is. Nobody nobody wanted to to dive into the fact that uh, what we saw last night was just an absolute <laughs> just felt like a eighteen wheeler was ro- running over me, and then and. Yeah said sorry i didn't mean to run you over i said no it's all right i survived actually somehow and then they're like all right and then flipped it in reverse and did it again and and like uh and and now here we are and uh man i cannot wait to to for friday uh i I can't wait but i can also never want it to come at the same time uh you know it's just (sighs) well that no but that's a good segue to uh a thing i wanted to bring up real quick which is that uh Congrats to Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman for continuing their own streak of mentioning the Islanders and then immediately pivoting to talk to about another team. Uh, they did it again today on the uh, 32 thoughts that came out today on Wednesday. They brought up the series, mentioned that the Islanders won, talked only about Carolina, talked about how brave it was that Sebastian Ajo came back after the puck bounced off his face 
and uh, Brock Nelson scored off of it. They said almost nothing about the actual goal itself, only that Aho came back and scored. They didn't mention Sorokin at all. They didn't mention uh, hanging on for dear life. I don't think they mentioned Scott Mayfield at all in his play on the penalty kill. Uh, and this is obviously par for the course. They will never mention the they will ne- it, this is the fourth uh, in four of the last three years, the Islanders have made it to the playoffs, and you never would have known because the o- the only teams that get talked about are the ones that aren't the Islanders. And it's so funny to me that these two guys in particular who have, you know, arguably the most listened to hockey podcast out there, will go into deep dives on bench players for every single team in the playoffs except the island. Like, no, like, you know who had a good game? Hudson Fashion had a good game. Or Pierre Engvall had a good game. He's had a good series so far. Do you think those words escaped <laughs> anybody's lips on 32 Thoughts at any point? No, they have not. So, yeah. No. <laughs> I, 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 I knew it was coming because like yeah. when, when you started listening to it and yeah. even just the way that... I look at they, the time because they put, like, how much, how long they talk about each series and I'm like, hmm, four minutes, huh? All right, <laughs> let's see how many. And again, it was it was three minutes and thirty seconds of Hurricanes talk. The the Mayfield play is was just so awesome. Mm. Like you, you felt like you were there with him. Right. Like, come on, Scott, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Beating your chest as he's doing that, and mm. uh, then that that Nelson goal, man. Was there not a more appropriate goal for Brock Nelson than that? That's my I, favorite. I don't Brock Nelson goal ever now. I don't know if anybody else in the league scores that. I think there's two other players maybe that do. And it's Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid because they're just hockey robots. And it's just, you know, you, you, they fixate on the puck and puck, 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 puck. And they're all just ruthless, basically. Yeah. I think if you, (laughs) if, if, if we could get a Zapruder film on that goal, you probably will see Nelson probably staring at Ajo as he scores and just smiling. As he's about to just score, as as right. Aho's bleeding on the ice, and Brock's probably got a huge grin on his face, cracking up about yeah. it. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, it's we can actually laugh about this because Aho did come back and he actually yeah, did score that goal. So, yeah, so I, I don't feel too bad laughing about him getting a puck in the face because he's fine. He came back, he got a couple of stitches, he's fine. But uh, yeah, no, this is my favorite yeah. Nelson goal of all time. Now I was listening to like Sirius XM and NHL, and they were just talking about the bounce of like, yeah. oh, what a terrible bounce! And she had, it was a bad bounce. The Islanders. What did we say a hundred times last episode? If the Islanders can just get a goddamn yeah. bounce in the series, look out! <laughs> and they did, and it happened to come off the face of, of Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> uh, theirs and uh, and it ends up in the back of the net, and and how many people were like, oh, yeah, you know, the Hurricanes just didn't. You know, they played so well. Brendan Moore said it. And and I think if I was, if it was, the script was flipped, I'd feel the same way. We just played right. well and didn't get the balance. But nobody said, actually, except for my guy, Adam Gold, who does radio down there. Uh, and I go on a show every now, now and then. I've been doing it a bunch uh, during the series. Is uh, some Somebody tweeted at him went after that goal. And he was just like, man, this team is so snake bitten this series. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's like, man, have you seen the? the officiating and, and every other bounce like the island the islanders have scored two goals for you literally right. not just in this the noah dobson sense that we keep talking about <laughs> like they actually scored two goals for you right one from their own blue line not mm. just like a crease clear um so yeah it's uh it felt good to get a couple bounces because they were so deserved and i'm sure that they really lifted the spirits of the team and uh you know that's the, the the signs going into game six are there. The Barzell and Horvat. Horvat I thought was really good all night. Yeah. Just really good. Uh and I thought Barzell was had his his mojo going. Uh the Mayfield Mayfield Pollock has basically turned into Dennis Potfin the series. He's been very good. Right. Ryan Pollock has been their best player. He's been their best player, yeah. Series, and, yeah. Yeah, he's been outrageously good. Yeah. And uh I, I almost forgot that he could get to this level. You know, like I I remember him, his his salad days during the the the, the playoff run in twenty twenty one and the twenty nineteen series where him and Pellick just shut down Sidney Crosby, being like, "Damn, yeah. that guy's so good." <laughs> uh, but he, the injury and stuff, and the the way that this season went with the inconsistencies of the team and his right. partner, you kind of just say for- Pellick being out probably. Yeah, you kind of just forgot. Hmm. You you just thought, yeah, he's Ryan Pellick. He's a solid defenseman. Like, no, this guy is he's playing like. Uh, an absolute force of nature right now, and uh, seeing him at this level again is really 
been great. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff can, can take advantage of that with the last change on, on Friday and, and maybe, you know, right. figure out the, 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 the usage a, a, a little bit here as, uh, as we get into two more elimination games. I don't know if we're, we're going to need to see Matt Martin on the ice for, for <laughs> 17 minutes or whatever you ended up yeah. with. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't happen again, but if it does, it's at home and hopefully everybody's a little bit, uh, a little bit more uh, juiced up, I guess. We'll see. But, but who knows? Uh, but maybe, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there was a reason for it. But yeah, let's let's not do that again, uh, especially with the season on the line once again. Uh, okay, so if the Islanders win on Friday, we will be back with an episode early Saturday morning to set up Game 7. It'll probably be kind of a shorter episode, but uh, we're going to do that uh, to kind of recap whatever happened in the game. And then set up game seven. Think of a Saturday podcasts are weird. I get it. But like, think of us as the, the pregame to the MSG pregame that you'll probably be watching on uh, Sunday night, which would be game seven. If the Islanders lose game six on Friday, then we will come back on Sunday, kind of start our normal uh, offseason schedule and uh, go from there. So long story short, uh, if you see a podcast in your feed Saturday morning, Good things happen. <laughs> and if uh, if you don't, well, we'll talk to you on Sunday when we've had time to kind of go over what uh, what happened. But we'll, we're going to be zen about it. We're going to see what happens, especially with uh, another day off. So it'll be nice. Uh, sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety for bonus content and ad free episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Isles Anxiety Pod. Uh, make sure uh, at the Patreon, you know that, uh, again, my book club comes out on Thursday. Now I had to change that. So uh, that's going to come out on Thursday. You're going to want to take a, a look at this book uh, and because it's one you could go buy right now and you should have it ready. And then Mike's long-suffering newsletter will come out on Friday. So I moved book club to Thursday. The Mike's uh, newsletter will come out on Friday just before the game. And, uh, you know, you got you got two full days of Islanders Anxiety content. It's great, right? But you got to sign up at Patreon to read it. So do that. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. And yeah, Isles Anxiety Pod on Twitter. Leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion, as always. VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code 4Cups to get a free mug, pint glass, or a puck when you spend 50 bucks or more. Pinot Project Wines. Follow the Fans First Sports Network on Twitter at FansFirstSN. And uh, Mike, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at The Big Lebowski. Read and listen to his work at Action Network. Uh, happy birthday. Are you doing anything like cool on Thursday? I mean, it's nice that it's a day off, right? So you don't have to like, worry about yeah. anything. No, uh, no, no, just... Uh... You're just hanging here, having dinner, and uh, that's it. Yeah, and I've told the story before on this show, but it, it'll it's it'll be better than my birthday in 2015 when they lost Game Seven to the Capitals, and I was at my parents' house watching with my whole family, and my mom just came up to me after the game ended and says, "I hope that didn't just ruin your birthday." It did. It still has. It still has. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe this is the year. You never know. Maybe yeah. something cool will happen. Uh, but at least the Islanders gave you the gift of peace. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That, I'm, I'll tell you who's the most relieved person of, of them all is, is Emily because right. she's like, if you're a, a goddamn grump on your birthday because the Islanders lost 48 <laughs> hours ago, yeah, uh, I'm going to be pissed. And, I mean, we, we she both would have every right to be, and I'm right. not a big enough person to not be a grump if the Islanders season got ended and I <laughs> only had 24, 48 hours to to unpack it so i mean uh, her bruins are playing right now so if they yeah. lose she better not be a grump your brain kind of works <laughs> both ways so yeah. uh there you go I and mean, she might not get grumpy i don't know <laughs> if they win or lose but uh yeah but, but no watching, that's fun. she's watching like vanderpump rules or something it's she'll, she'll check in on the bruins in a couple yeah. weeks uh as uh, soon as i'm done editing and posting this podcast i too will be watching vanderpump rules so uh <laughs> we'll, we'll have to discuss uh the uh this season at some point maybe uh, in a summer episode of uh country club atmosphere but uh have a good one whatever you do enjoy yourself i if i may i may recommend make a recommendation go see the super mario brothers movie if you have not seen it it is delightful it's 90 minutes out of your life you will you will enjoy the many in jokes it i mean it opens with them in a thing called the punch out pizzeria and there's all pictures of guys from punch out on it and it's kind of just like that nonstop for 90 minutes it was great my daughter's seen it twice now uh, me, her, and my wife and my daughter went to go see it last week, and uh, it was great. We we all loved it. So, if there's a birthday birthday recommendation for you, go go check it out. And uh, hey, if you're on Twitter, say happy birthday to Mike. And if you see him at on Friday, 
say happy birthday too. So it won't be too late. Uh, and uh, enjoy yourselves again. Like I said, yeah. everybody, I know yeah. this one game. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the guy with the pizza s- screaming at any <laughs> any athletic writers walking by me. There you go. Yeah, Mark Lazarus, you're on notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be ready. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's let's have a great game six. Hopefully, like I said, with any luck, we'll be back on Saturday morning, bright and early, to discuss the uh, the happenings and uh, prepare ourselves for a game seven. So until then, stay zen. Listen to Islanders Anxiety, sign up at the Patreon, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon enough. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye.